Welcome to the OC Bombers Podcast. And now, here's Neil. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Excellent and exceptional. How are you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Buddy. Wow. Buddy. (laughs) Buddy. Buddy. Number 68. 68 and uh, no music this week, right? No, because, no music, uh, but, but we, we will be coming back. With, we'll, we will be coming back with number 69 after the after the Labor Day, right? It's going so. to be the best episode ever. After exactly. Labor Day, we're taking next week off so we can rest from all of our labors, bringing exactly. you this free entertainment. Exactly. I mean, Scruffy. Um, uh, speak of that, Scruffy. Um, a little little news on Scruffy. Scruffy had some surgery today. Our producer. So this is we're we're we're. we're oh. We're kind of freewheeling here a little bit, so we're, we're scruffy free. I hope he's scruffy's okay. doing well. He had some teeth pulled today, and he had, uh, but uh, he's doing—he's drugged up. Let's leave it at that. Did uh, he have his canine teeth pulled? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Get it? That's a. I got it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Feedback from last week's episode. Yes, Neil. sir. Mad Libs. You mentioned yes. doing Mad Libs on yes. your Americana trips down I-95. Right. I was told that maybe the Cracker Barrel restaurants might still sell the Mad Lib books if we oh, really, really want to get some. And then Big Sister Jody told me you can also get, quote unquote, adult Mad Libs, which would be very, very naughty. Naughty. Very spicy, eh? What do you? Th- what do you? Th- I'm, I mean, what, yeah, I'm, if Scruffy was here, he would stop me. If Scruffy would answer the question in my ear, is like, no, we're not talking about Mad Libs. Doing Mad Libs on the show in a future episodes, <laughs> but since he's not here, what do you think? Sure, why not? We can make up our own Mad Lib and then I, have the listeners fill in the words. Okay, let's think about that. There we go. Let's put that on the board. We have Scruff- a ver- we have a very creative uh, listening audience, and they're from all over the world. So uh, it's, it's all over the world. Twenty seven countries, Neil, and counting. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine doing Mad Libs International? Kind of different, like words in there. That would be nice. We're going to have to use Google Translate. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to some COVID sports happening. Yeah. Uh, we had some comments when I mentioned for the NHL hockey bubble cities. Right. Uh-huh. That, that they had EA Sports come in and pipe in crowd noise for the players and right, everybody right, right. at home. Well, John Thompson, one of our favorite listeners. Yeah, and, if, and his namesake unfortunately passed away today. Oh, that's right. Yes. R.I.P. the coach. Yes. Well, anyway, John, our friend John Thompson said they really need to have the banging of the plexiglass by the fans. <laughs> so you think they could have let a let a couple people in the bubble and just start banging on the glass after a goal or when there's a fight. It would just sure. add to the ambiance, and I think the players would really like it. I think so also. That would be a great idea. And he also, didn't he also mention the hats on the... Um, right. The, for the hat trick, right. what happens is everyone tosses their hat out on the right. ice, and then you got to wait 10 minutes till uh-huh. they scoop them all up. They should just have a bunch of hats in those uh, T-shirt yeah. guns. That's just a great wait, idea. And as soon as it happens, blast them out. On now, ha- have you ever th- have you ever thrown your hat on the ice at a, at a game? I tried to once because the fam- I took the family to a Caps game, right? And Troy Brower sco- scored a hat wow, trick. Wow, what what? Good, that's good recall. But we had free hats with our tickets, so I was like, "That's okay. oh, a free hat." We were in the upper deck, you know, the upper echelon there, right. and. Uh, I chucked it as hard as I could. It didn't didn't make it anywhere near the ice. Oh, bummer. Hey, good effort, though. But I tried, you know. I know. I've well, never done that. 
<laughs> I, I guess I could put that on my bucket list. I love going to a hockey game, by the way. We've talked about that. That hockey game is, is probably one of the best games to watch live. We're, so. we're going to go for a podcast very soon, Neil. All right. All right, now okay. let's switch switch over to the baseball. Yeah, baseball, which, yeah, okay. Which our Orioles are just starting to fade a little bit. No, actually, they won a great game today. I don't know if you... Uh, they're five or six games under 500, Neil. How about they're three games under 500 right now? No, oh, that's not what I saw today, but okay. Let's argue I think, I, about... I, 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 thought, I thought they were four games. I thought they won today. They were three games. It might have been five games. Now they're four games. Well, that's okay. good. I, I hope they're climbing back out. But here's the thing that gets me, and I okay. saw this happen to them. This happened, this, this happened today, by the way, what you're going to say, I think. Go. This idiotic extra inning rule where after nine innings if the score is tied the teams start with a man at second base yep just he appears out of nowhere and he's magically on second base and you try to get him to score because well, actually actually actually, actually he was actually actually he was he was the last out of the other prior inning so he did come from somewhere but okay no, no, they they just magically show up there. It's 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 stupid. I understand okay. them wanting the games to okay. I gotta tell you, move Scotty. along at a good pace. I don't like this. Do you feel just better? Like, about I don't the, like shootouts after do, 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 NHL do, 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 games. Do you or feel soccer. better about this now? Because you got no. a healthy system. No, I don't like it at all. I love it. Oh my gosh, why? <laughs> oh, it's so because oh. it. it <laughs> and you know me, I am a traditional baseball person. I don't even like the not DH. now. Not I know. I, I agree. I, I'm not. I've evolved to this one. It is unbelievable. Just today, what happened, the Orioles game, I watched it, the 10th the inning. The Orioles got a, a what do you call it? A, um, they got out of the um, out of the ninth. Out it's of the, like wiffle ball, Neil. Come on. Uh, it's better than that. But it's strategy. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. Love it. Uh, excuse L-O-V-E. me. L-O-V-E. Uh, waitress, uh, my friend would like some more Kool-Aid to drink, please. <laughs> I no, I actually think I mean it's and it, you know, do you know who Tom Boswell is by any chance? Yeah, he he's is, a writer for the Washington Post. Right, he's a baseball writer, and he's like a he's like a seamhead. You know, this guy is traditional. He's like the George Will, like him and like the like the traditional mm. baseball writers are still around right. today. Yep. And I read an article from him, and he 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 loves it also. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready for, for baseball to evolve, move on. Uh, you know what? I'm also ready to move on. Neil. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but what about football, though? I, I, was, I know you want to talk about sports. And football starting in a couple of weeks, right? Uh, it's supposed to, yes. Right. So if it does start, what we should do, maybe at the next podcast, I want you to think about this. Uh, once again, if Scruffy was not sick, we would have had this you know, talked about beforehand. I have to remind you now. But um, let's pick our picks at the next podcast for the uh, you know, playoffs and Super Bowl, okay? Winner. Oh, yes, absolutely. Do All a little right. Karnak. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, and from what I'm told, football is a, is a wild card because nobody knows what's going on. Exactly. So, very interesting. All right, Neil. Let's move on. I've I've accumulated a bunch of oddball stories over the past few weeks, so okay. we're gonna move through those. And I really want uh, listener feedback and comments on these, but yours as well. So let's start. Oh, with oh, our... oh I'm not. I'm not bashful. <laughs> <laughs> let's start. From New Zealand. Okay. Is that too long? That seems a little long. Dateline, New Zealand. <laughs> Two years ago, a five-year-old boy named Samir Anwar complained to his parents that he couldn't find a certain Lego piece. Uh-oh. Well, the parents were concerned because previously the five-year-old child pushed an imitation pearl up his nostril. Okay. 
So when he couldn't find his Lego piece, the parents took him to the doctor. He was not in distress. Okay. And the doctors looked around and said they can't find anything. However, a, a little side note, a scientific study a few years ago when six people swallowed Lego mini figureheads, the scientific study deduced that the time to travel through your body is about two days. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's got to make sure that they get all the nutrition out and just kind of flush it through, right? I mean, it's not like it's spicy or anything like that. If it was spicy, it'd be a little bit of long, you know, if you, if you, if you ate it with um, like hot sauce. A, a little cut, sriracha. Cut, cut, cut the time in half, but continue. <laughs> well, just think of those postdoc interns uh, going through the stuff to get the Lego pieces. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So anyway, little Samir. Little Samir. Two years later, he's having Two some- Two years? Two years later, he's having some cupcakes, and his parents said his nose immediately began to hurt. So we thought he had sniffed up some cupcake crumbs. His mother helped him blow his nose, Mm -hmm. but instead of pink cake crumbs coming out, out dropped a tiny piece of black Lego covered in fungus. Ooh. (laughs) It appeared to be the arm of a Lego minifigure that he lost two years previously. My son, my son puts everything up his nose. <laughs> do, you, do you know that Chichen Chong skit? Uh, I do not. Nickels, dimes, quarters, everything up his nose. <laughs> oh, continue, I'm sorry. But it was covered in <laughs> fungus in his nose. Uh. So the seven-year-old boy is now okay. He has no pieces of anything up his nose. Thank goodness. <laughs> Wow. Okay. (laughs) Two years, huh? Two years. Now, Neil, let's go to cattle news. Cattle news. I know you're very interested in cows. I I love the meat. (laughs) So cattle herds in Okavango Delta region in Botswana, South Africa. That'd be South Africa. Okay. They are plagued by attacks of lions and other predators. What? So the the farmers retaliate by killing these predators, the lions, because they don't want them uh, eating their cattle. Okay, that's all fairs in love and war, I think, in this case. But an alternative non-lethal technique invented involves painting eyes on the butts of the cattle to trick the ambushing predators into thinking they've been spotted by their intended prey. So you have eyes on your butt. It's called the iCow Project, and they did a study, and there was a paper published in the Journal of Communications of Biology saying there is some empirical evidence for this practice. Painting (laughs) eyes on your butt to keep you from being attacked. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant. We, we should we should see if we could we could commercialize that in the um, in today's society. Just put have like you know put eyes in everybody's butt. Do you feel that this is just a natural extension of the old tramp stamp tattoo? I yeah exactly. That's where I was going. <laughs> like I would not go if everybody had some eyes in their butt. I'm like yeah, I'm not, nobody's gonna bother me. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going there. You have eyes on your butt. <laughs> But dare we ask this question, Neil? Uh, what question is that, Scotty? Did they paint the eyes brown? <laughs> well, uh, you know, cows are full of you know what, but so who knows? Yeah, probably. Probably. It's all bull anyway. <laughs> 
Neil, this story is coming to you from the United States of America. Dateline USA. It is entitled Rutrow. Rutrow. Variety reported that animator and writer Joe Ruby passed away of natural causes at his home in California at the age of 87. He began his career in animation at Walt Disney Studios. Okay. But when he left, he is best known for co-creating for Hanna-Barbera, Scooby-Doo. Uh, Dynamut uh, and Jabberjaw as well. And what is his name? Joe Ruby. Joe Ruby. He co-created Shaggy and Scoob and Fred and Velma and Daphne. Ruh-roh. If it hadn't been for you meddling kids. But then he left Hanna-Barbera, started his own company, and they produced one of my favorite 80s Saturday morning cartoons, Thundar the Barbarian. You probably never watched it. No. It was, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I used to love Saturday morning cartoons, though. We talked about this in the past. But mine was 70s, yours is 80s. But So, yeah, but Scooby-Doo is... Oof. He also... Um, Are you a fan of the Scrappy-Doo? Like, no, Scrappy-Doo Scrappy, Scrappy Scrappy is a doty-ism. Exactly. Scotty, that was my line. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take two. Scrappy-Doo was... Is, 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 is it Scrappy is a doty-ism. Scrappy-Doo yes. is the worst. And even Dynamut. He, he was awful. I didn't care for him. Well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I know good. Now, did you like the real life, the the real um, live um, Shaggy uh, Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo. I enjoyed the first one I thought was good. The second one, maybe not so much, but I thought Freddie they did. Freddie Prince and... He, he was awful, um, but uh, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Yes, perfect. I like that. I, I like Spot that guy. I, I do. I don't. I didn't know that actor's name, but I. But but thank you for the recall. Yes, that, he was spot on. And, and Lin, also, Lin, Linda Cardellini as Velma right. was and perfect. Then, and then, um, right, exactly. And who played? Um, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller played yes. Daphne. She Sorry, was not yeah. bad. Not bad. Now, didn't Freddie Prinze and her have a thing after that? They right? did. They might okay. still be now, married. Why, I, I don't know. I, I have a bigger question. Why do I know that? <laughs> because you're Neil. That's why. Okay, okay. And you need it for this podcast. <laughs> okay. I knew that information would come in handy one day, Scotty, and here it was. Now, now thanks for answering that question. <laughs> Neil, we got more stories, but we need to take a break. Right, we'll take a break. And we'll come back and have some more fun. Woo-hoo. You wanted it, and now you get it. OCB Records is pleased to present the music compilation Neil and Scott Sing the Hits Volume 2. They are hip to the sounds of today's music. Hey, I just met you. And this is crazy, but here's my number. So call me maybe? Hey, it's hard to look right at you, baby. But here's my number. So call me maybe. Great. You said that we asked for it. Um, who exactly is we? You've heard of getting Rick rolled, but have you been Scott rolled? Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and desert you, never gonna make you cry, never gonna say goodbye, never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. Seriously? 
Neil takes us back to his classic rock roots with this Rolling Stone classic. I said, hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. Hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. Hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. Don't hang around cause two's a crowd on my cloud, baby. Oh, I wonder if Neil's lips are as luscious as Mick Jagger's. Listen as they show off their ability to interpret any genre of music with this country and western classic. Hey, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Would I rather listen to fingernails on a chalkboard or these songs? Hmm. Neil and Scott combine their forces to show their tender, loving side with this romantic tune. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My mother's always been when we tried it, it's right while we're too little of a cold dark night. That's about as romantic as a root canal. I couldn't agree more. Neil and Scott sing the hits, Volume 2. Available on vinyl or direct music sharing via the OCB cloud. Call 1-800-OCB-SINGS now! Yeah, Neil, it was Linda Cardellini as uh, Velma. I, I, really, I really thought it was uh, Jeannie Graffarola. I swear, I can't believe I, I had it wrong. I was, uh, oh, you're doing your Fonzie. That's a, that's a great impression. <laughs> yes. And we're back. Welcome back to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Listen. Hey, very good. You hit it this week. That's awesome. I was a little late. (laughs) Well, we all can't be perfect. (laughs) Except for you, Scott. Right. Oh, more news, Neil. Here we go. I don't know why, but I I have my left hand over my ear for some reason. (laughs) Neil, this just in. Yes. Three three retirees in Japan form Monkey Busters. Now, this story has Monkey been all, all over Twitter recently. Okay. In a small town in rural Japan where local farmers have been dealing with hordes of hungry monkeys eating up potatoes, onions, eggplants, and cucumbers. I hate hungry monkeys. I tell you what, this is where they drew the line. Okay, monkeys, you can eat all the potatoes and onions and eggplants you want, but don't mess with my cucumbers. (laughs) So three older women who call themselves the Monkey Busters. And they were tired. Yes, they use air guns to scare monkeys away from the crops. Now, Neil, my question to you is Monkey Busters. Is that a great name for a punk ska band or yeah, what? Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Monkey Busters. <laughs> well, the website says the women are so dedicated to the cause, they often show up to a monkey sighting still in their aprons, so not a moment of monkey scaring is wasted. We have a monkey emergency. Who's here? Monkey Busters to the rescue! Who are you going to call? Monkey Busters! The Monkey Busters don't actually kill their targets. Instead, they fire warning shots that are followed up with firecrackers and other loud noises. 
And it, dri- it drives the dogs crazy also, by the way. <laughs> oh, the firecrackers, yes. Like, why aren't, don't they have dogs to go after the monkeys? <laughs> That's a good point. And, and seriously, if you're just going to shoot warning shots at monkeys, why don't you get a real gun, shoot the monkeys? Because we all know, mmm, monkey, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> oh, God, that's just not right. No? <laughs> no. Have no. you ever had monkey? No, have you? Well, you know, if, if you um, marinate that monkey and grill <laughs> it, it's like just... Like chicken? It, it just falls right, right off the bone. Mmm, monkey. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> oh, I do. No. <laughs> oh, thank God, a new oh. story. Now my hand's on my right ear. I hope that's better luck. <laughs> You're going to love this one, Neil, because you love this topic. Dateline America. Dr. Evan Goldstein, anal surgeon, okay. explains that as far as odors go, your booty is similar to your armpit. They're both... Really? They're both hard to reach areas. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of air and there's moisture, he says. So all those things combined with sweat glands in the area can affect the smell. So air is the key. Body parts that aren't exposed to air are more likely to have a scent. And it just so happens that both the armpit and your butt area are hot spots for pheromones, your body's natural scent. Of course, there's one big factor that makes the anal area different than the armpit. Let me guess. No, you tell me. I don't want to even say. I, I... <laughs> well, Neil, that, that's, that's, that's where poop comes out. Now, Dr. Goldstein recommends either using a bidet, maybe the OC OC bidet. OC bidet, yeah. Why wouldn't you use that? Uh, do we are they still in stock? What's what's this? What, what, how uh, I, I gotta check with uh Bezos uh, the, right. in the warehouse, but right, I think go. I think we got more, and for the holiday season coming up, we'll have plenty. I know Scruffy was gonna get on it to uh, to order some and make sure we look at the manufacturing and, and talk to our, our friends overseas to make sure things were happening, but you know, he is had surgery today. Well, well, we'll, g- we'll give him a break on that. All right, all right, we'll get on that. Okay, continue about the butt smell. <laughs> Dr. Goldstein <laughs> recommends using a bidet or taking a shower post-poop to maintain the freshest scent and best overall butt health. Not a bad not not a bad strategy, by the way. <laughs> Who is going to take a shower after every time you have to drop a deuce? All right, this might be TMI, but they're really if you go deuce shower, it's like it's if you do it as naturally, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? It, morning, it would be great. Yes. Well, you know, maybe because we've been working from home for a few months, I think maybe we should take this on and try this. You know what? It's not a bad idea. Plus, my hair is a little bit longer, so so if I if I wash it more or, or wet it, it might, it might kind of stay like I won't look like Doctor. I, I won't look like Albert Einstein. Einstein. So, bottom line, aeration is a key for a better smelling butt area, Neil. Now, I do have my chair, my office chair does have like a mesh thing, so I do have I, I'm getting air there, but I still maybe I should just you know what. I could just not wear, not just with the mesh under my chair and not wearing pants, that would work, wouldn't it? I think that uh, that could be fine. I always try to keep a wet rag on a stick next to my chair, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. You, know, you, you, know, really you, had to, you really had to one-up me there, didn't you? <laughs> 
Well, I'm kind of a kind of a ding dong that way. I really thought I was getting pretty gross, but you just had to get grosser, and I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, we have is another story. Oh, we have another story. This just in, Neil. What's that? This one is coming in from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Dateline, Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. In July, the staff at a local Red Lobster restaurant were unpacking an airlifted delivery of live lobsters when they noticed a strangely colored shape mixed in the molted bunch. The culinary manager said, at first, it looked like it was fake. Let me pause in the story there. Red Lobster employs people with the job title culinary manager. (laughs) When I think of a culinary manager, I think of these people on, you know, the Food Network. Yeah, sure. Right. You know, all those shows that know what they're doing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not somebody, you know, not that much money opening up boxes of lobsters. And putting them in microwaves. No, yeah, wait, wait. (laughs) In Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. You uh-huh. could be a culinary manager. At a Red Lobster. At a Red Lobster. Oh, oy vey. Okay, so what they found in there was actually a blue American lobster. A blue American lobster. A blue one. A bomber blue one. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Some researchers think only one in two million American lobsters are blue. And it's what? the result of a genetic anomaly. Wow. One in two million. Is it like an albino lobster? <laughs> <laughs> or an albino buffalo. Something like that, maybe? I don't know. So what's it? T- can, you eat, can you eat the, uh, the blue lobster? Is there any well, value in it? Um, I would think so. But hold on. Here's more to the story. Oh, I'm listening. I'm sorry. I should, I should let, let it play out. I'm sorry, Scotty. The uh, culinary manager said, normally I would not have known that it was something special. Duh. Um, <laughs> but they remembered the name of a prize service award in Red Lobster for longtime employees that they earned last year. The name of this award is the Blue Lobster oh. Award. That is some critical thinking by that culinary uh, Hey, chef. maybe maybe that blue lobster there, maybe that means something because I got my award back on my desk. Oh, we're awful people but making fun of this. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we are. But we knew that, didn't we? We knew that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, hey, I mean, he put two and two together and, and got four. That's great instead of five. I, I, I'm happy for him. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> Ohioans. By the way, I got to, well, before we get to, I, I, the beginning of that story, for the first like 30 seconds, I wasn't listening to you because you had said Cullahona Falls, right? Cullahona Falls. And I had to think back to, I know that from a song, I know that from a song, and I I got it. So it's from uh, Back on Ohio by The Pretenders. Oh, yeah. Anyway, there's a line about Cullahona Falls in that song. and that's. But anyway, I, I caught up at, at 30 seconds. Just to tell you where my mind was as we were going through this. And I also enjoy making fun of Ohio because I was born in Michigan. Yes. Live, lived there for six years. And the only thing I probably retained from being a Michigander is... You hate Ohio, Ohio State. Y- 
<laughs> exactly. You make fun of Ohio and things in Ohio, uh-huh. like the people. But Neil, so so back to the oh, blue lobster. Back to the blue lobster. I'm sorry. This blue lobster swimming around with his red brothers and sisters there. Yes. So the culinary manager contacted the proper people, and the blue lobster now has a new home at the Akron Zoo or Akron Zoo. Oh, very nice. Good for the culinary manager. You know what? He's he 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 he's ready for like district manager, Dish, district culinary manager for that move. <laughs> now a, a follow-up to this story that once the blue lobster was turned over to the employees at the zoo there is an unconfirmed report that they sent an intern out immediately to the grocery store for butter <laughs> i don't know just a rumor <laughs> just a rumor at this point we're not checking confir- that not, 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 not confirmed <laughs> And let's see, is there anything else? Oh, here we go. I I, I love you some lobster, but continue. (laughs) Oh, a nice lobster salad. That would be beautiful. Bomber blue lobster salad. Okay, Neil. Yes. Our last story is about climate change, but I look at the clock and, oh, too bad. Well, that was fun. Let's do do climate change the first time. Next time we do, we kind of do this, this gig. Right, and when we come back, hopefully we're going to have a great, big, huge, fun episode for you. We're taking off the Labor Day. I would love to see Jerry Lewis on the telethon. Hopefully yes. somebody's showing some old reruns. I would love to see some of that. I'd like to see that also. Yes, hey, have a lady! Gra- hey, look lady! Look at the Tiffany! Hey, <laughs> Tiffany! Hey! <laughs> I love when Jerry Lewis comes, up, comes on the show. Uh, take us home, Scotty. Thank you for listening to the OC Bombers podcast. Please share the link, download and listen, spread the word. We're on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us your feedback and comments. Until next time, so long. See you, Neil. Bye, Scotty.